All right, we are back. And it was so funny and we paused and then we kept, we started talking even more and I was like, stop talking. I want this on here. You know I run, you know I run my mouth, okay. Okay, so um, I want us to rewind a little okay. about the internalization process. So when I'm experiencing, and again, we're still talking about the, the parts prior to us getting married. I'm experiencing these things um could you talk about how you started to internalize this so this right. this is including iowa now so okay. again right before we got married how were you internalized and the things you were seeing so like give an example for people to understand mm -hmm. right so like sometimes we would uh oh so okay here here's one when we moved to iowa right mm -hmm. i used to drive an hour <clears throat> to get to work and then I was supposed to text you or call you. Oh yeah. To let you know that I got to work. I was stressed. Right? So of course, like in my mind, oh, that's cute. It's beautiful, right? Love it. But then there were those moments when I did not text you or did not call you or did not tell you that I was on my way home or anything like that, right? And you would actually get more upset than I thought you would, right? Or thought I should. That you thought you should. I was, I was right. alive. You would get more upset than I thought you should. And so, Part of me, right, internalization, world centering around me, the way I'm thinking is like, Jordan, you could be better, right? Because again, with my own stuff, there's been so many ways in which the men around me could have done better, could have done more. So the idea of not doing enough is in my head a little bit, right? So when you're telling me something and that's about, that's, you know, triggering you, right? It's actually hitting this this thing in me of do I do enough? Am I not? Am I doing enough to not be labeled as this ain't shit dude, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then, also, I think um, the other part of that is that so there's the you know me trying to do right and better and things. Um, but then the other part of that is that um, there was stuff actually going on in the world right yeah so you think about philando castile and all those other folks right like they're in my mind i'm like you do have legitimate reason mm -hmm. to a degree right to be upset and to be wondering what's going on yeah right and so like i think there was a lot of moments and times where the internalization is like yes there are enough reasons for some of the things that were taking place to take place the way they do some like the the energy and emotion and things to take place the way they did but then at the same time there was me going oh i'm trying to i'm trying to be good i'm trying to be the best person possible and i'm not hearing it right so this expectation that i was putting on myself um yeah i think something too um that like you mentioned the things that are going on in the world i think sometimes we don't um, process how external influences mm -hmm. can help um, or contribute to things that are going on in a relationship and going with a person. I also also envision <clears throat> like a, a bucket, right? So we filled it halfway with love, mm -hmm. right? And thinking of the years we were together, we got engaged. And so when we moved in, I think that was a, a way for us to equally contribute. Now, mm -hmm. there were some moments to where um, one person will contribute more than the other and that's why I hate when people think about relationships 50-50 like that's not what it is and I feel even today um, 
that you contribute more love in our relationship than I can most times. Um, and love isn't um, necessarily me talking about I love you, but it's doing things around the house of taking care. <clears throat> I don't know why my voice is like disappearing, but because um, you're emotional, baby. We talk about love, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm done. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just hearing every every love '90s love song in the back of my head. Um, but I want to talk about. Um, our role mm. in dealing and and I hate the word dealing because dealing makes it sound like you have a responsibility for me in that way when I first came home and told you I um, had depression and anxiety and it wasn't just this thing off the handle but I actually went to counseling and right. there was a, a time period to where I was going every week i still right. am um and i was like yeah this stuff is right. this stuff is real like i know it's real now i'm not just saying it like i'm learning and understanding what it is mm-hmm. what was that like for you to have to um process that as as my partner because yeah. I, I can't rem i can't remember it was before or after we got married but yeah i mean i think for me and this is something we were talking about pr- prior Mm -hmm. or before the recording started again but I think what was going on especially when we were at a long distance was that something would take place there would be you would have that depression or that anxiety or something right but it would seem like a one-off to me right because it would be so few and far between in other moments there are also ways in which that you would if you were going through something I wouldn't see you right and you might not necessarily bring it up to me just the same way of I don't really talk about what's going on with me a lot, all the time, right? And I know that's one of the things that you and I would go back and forth on sometimes is how much do I open up, right? And so I went and noticed it, but not until we lived together for that year did I see the frequency of things. And I'm like, oh, okay, wait a minute. No, this is actually a little bit more than just like Jordan, you was acting the fool this one time or just the actual argument. Like, no, this is, this is something that you're continuously kind of going through. And so part of me, the first thing was that I felt really guilty. Right? I felt really guilty for all the things that I had done prior, right? Mm-hmm. And all the conversations that I didn't have with you, right? All the questions that I did not ask, right? Um, and what I felt guilty about was this idea that like, all right, I'm being this person that's in your life. And yeah, we can go back and forth about what the responsibility to each other means or looks like, right? But at the same time, to me, I feel like a part of that responsibility for me, right, is to is to be able to be there for you or at least connect you to where you is, it is that you need to go and to take the time to notice, right? Like I I think um, taking that time to notice and see um, is something that I started to feel a little bad for, a little guilty about. It's like, dang, how did I not see? Why did I not see? Did I tell myself not to see, right? Or was this my just way of like, you know, I don't want to treat you like you are your depression or your anxiety or something. So I'm going to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Right. But how do you see it, honor it, but at the same time, not, you know, then start to, you know, act around you in a way that's like undermining that or something mm-hmm. like that. Undermining not be the right word, but y'all know what I mean. Would you? Feel yeah. Me? You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's kind of where it was, was uh, there was that initial kind of guilt thing. Um, and then I think what flipped over time also because like i also do have a counseling background though right is that like okay cool jordan be present then right what does presence mean 
Uh, what does noticing and taking time mean? What does honoring the space that you need sometimes or honoring the connection that you need sometimes look like it mean, right? And then, um, I mean, that's in my vows too, right? Um, mm-hmm. The poem that I used from our vows, right? It says like, if you need space, then I'll give you space. If you need me to be close, then I'll give you, I'll be close. If you need someone to listen, I'll listen. If you need me to talk, then I'll talk, right? And so like, that trying to live up to that was like, I was like, okay, cool. that's what I want to do, right? Um, and that's how I can love you. That's how I can be here with you. And that's how I can support you. Um, but then at the same time, that's how I can love myself too, right? Because when you need to talk, me listening and taking that in from you is what I want, right? When you need me to just be the one that's talking, having somebody who I can bear my soul and my heart too as well is what I need too so like there is a there's a give and a take or an equal exchange I think in that it's all about though the mentality maybe right the perspective that you put on it um but yeah I think that was kind of what it was for me at first I was like man how did I not see right and then once I got over my guilt of not seeing and not noticing um I was able to think about, okay, what do I do? What do we do? What do I not do? Right? Mm-hmm. All those types of things. Um, how do I not take stuff personal? Because again, for me, I'm thinking if I'm thinking I trigger your depression, I trigger your anxiety, I make you this, I make you that, mm-hmm. I do this, I do that, which is still, again, centering me and not you. Right. Right. But then, which is also playing into my own insecurities, my own things of what I'm trying to not be, right? I'm trying to not be a particular type of man as opposed to going ahead and being whatever type of man it is that I want to be, mm-hmm. right? I'm trying to not be this type of husband. Well, Jordan, switch that. What husband are you trying to be? Focus on that. When I was able to make that shift, then I don't hear those moments the same way. Unless rightfully so, I do need to hear, no, Jordan, clean the damn dishes right. and stuff in the sink. That is you. That's right. not just. Because you, you learned me. you learned how much the bathroom and the kitchen are yeah, yeah, important yeah. You to know me. Yeah. And I can't move away from that. Right. Our differences. I like things neat. You like things eat like surface where you can eat off of it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, things get dirty. <laughs> I'm not filthy, though. Right. I ain't nasty. No, you're not. You know no, I would not have married you if you were. Folks, that's why I just want to make sure people don't, I ain't nasty. I mean, I'm not neat. <laughs> right. I know. I'm clean. I'm not you neat. you clean. You're not neat. Right. Yeah. And I think if you don't understand the difference, <laughs> I'm going to need you to go figure it out. <laughs> um, so you, I wish I would have wrote this down, but you, you mentioned, um, something that sparked something for me. So, you were the first. You were also the first person to affirm my PTSD, mm-hmm. and so I think I was really busy in trying again. I super controlling, trying to control how much labor I was putting on you, mm-hmm. but also at the same time how much I was taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So knowing that I could cry and be left alone, knowing. And, and the cycle only happened because it was what I know to do. 
Right. Like, you know, if you start to yell at me, I'm going to be quiet and walk away and shut down. Right. right? And I'm going to be like, mm, nope, because I ain't trying to fight. Right. So if you want space, you don't want to explain, you know, if I holler a little bit, Jordan's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go in the living room. <laughs> Leo ass alone. <laughs> and so, and so when it would, so then when you would leave me alone, mm-hmm. it would add to a layer. It would compound the issue. So not only were you giving me what I needed, Maybe that's not what I wanted. I you were also telling me in so many different ways, um, you're too much for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you you're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And how I internalized that was my feelings weren't real. Mm-hmm. So not only were you affirming mm-hmm. a behavior, but you were also teaching me. Uh, you're reteaching me something that I was internalizing anyway. Yeah. And so I think that was hard for me to learn how to separate those things and deal with them separately. Um, And what was challenging was that I went to one counselor and she helped me with my day-to-day things, which allowed me to see those things for what they are. Mm -hmm. My current counselor that's working through EMDR with me, she's more helping me deal with them as separate pockets. And I think we don't understand how our trauma is so compounded together. So there are things on top of things on top of things. And we think that, oh, a breathing exercise gonna do that. Like I hate when people are like, do deep breath exercises, like all, like that has to exist. Counseling has to exist. Mindfulness has to exist. You having, you know, affirmations have to exist. You having positive thinking has to exist. Like all of that is is work. And I think that was was also frustrating for me when I finally was diagnosed with PTSD. Um, and then we ended up getting an emotional support animal. Um, that was that was kind of hard. And so um I think another thing, um I think another thing that I was thinking of is how and maybe this is just you but it's your level of patience Mm -hmm. I think plays a big part of what makes this work but I wanted to I wanted to unpack what makes this work of we know now I have PTSD um, and what that means is that, you know, I have triggered responses to a ton of things, uh, whether it's mentally, whether it's physical touch, whether it's um, experiences in in certain places, um, with people, with things, memories spark up that put me in a negative space. So I wake up in the middle of the night crying and screaming. Um, and you having to sit with me until I stop, right? Like, um, those things are real. And it's like, how do, how do we make this, like, how have we made this work? Are we, because I feel like we're, we still have training wheels on. Like, we've only been married close to three years now. I mean, we might have the bike where when you pedal backwards, <laughs> those are brakes. I ain't saying we got training wheels no more. I, no, I, 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 I only say training no, wheels just, because I know, I know, because you're like, babe, we're much further ahead. I appreciate your, I appreciate your no, positive no. thinking. <laughs> but I, I think so a part of, if I, if I, so mm-hmm. cool, right? I think a part of what 
make some of it work, right, is that I've been also able to go to counseling too. And I've also been able to see what are the things that are happening within me, right? What are the stuff that I'm thinking about, right? Um, and so mix me going to counseling, us both being in like a student affairs profession, counseling background, right? Like our thought process helps us, we understand, mm -hmm. we can see and we can get things right. Like when, so something can go on and we can both have whatever emotion and feeling and things and initial response that we have, right? But I think what's also interesting about us is that because of who we are and what we do, even in the moment of us having our emotional response to something, we then start to process it and then as we start processing it then we go oh yeah this is a i'm like oh this is a thing that gets up with her which is bumping up with this thing with me and then in the grand scheme of life does this mean such and such and such and such right and da, 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 da. and even while all the while i'm having this feeling i start to process it and we've gotten some of the answers which then allows a little bit of distance to go jordan how can i situate myself outside of the moment look at it and then think about like what is most important right um and because i know our other episodes want to talk about like how we actually started to like and love and whatnot each other right mm -hmm. so i know this episode is just kind of more focused on us navigating mm -hmm. things right but like because of the time we spent falling in love mm. and because of the time we spent figuring out how to love each other, right? I think that's what helps, makes us get through, right? Because as I start to process, as you start to process, we go back to, do I wanna love somebody else, right? Does somebody else, has somebody else loved me the way that you've loved me, right? Um, do, is this really that, right? Or you know what I'm saying? Like I don't Yeah. Again, is those is might how be the I'm reacting words, really right. what or is there something else underneath that that I'm missing? And it always exactly. is. And it always is, right? Even for me, right? Like because you know, me, I'm constantly, yeah, I'm cool, life is cool, life is cool, life is cool. Right. And then finally I'm like, nah, yo, I'm ready to smack somebody, be like, yeah, nah, people got me twisted, they got me messed up, they thinking of oh, this funny, right? And then you like, well wait, how did this happen? Oh, because I let boom, 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 slide, right? And then now I have this moment, right? And so now when you've asked me such and such and I'm tripping, right? I'm like, wait a minute, that ain't yours. That's those other people. So let me go back. And this is how New York <laughs> go meets get Chicago, these other people. honestly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not even from New York. Your dad is. my dad is, which, which, is, which heavily influences how I think about. <laughs> and how you talk when you're done. And how I talk about things. Right, right, right. I'll admit, right? The way, and which is also funny, because of the way, the way we argue, <laughs> and the way we think and talk in argument, right? It's so funny. Because there's like the there's the practitioner. Mm -hmm. oh, well initially there's the like ah right mm -hmm. which then transfers into the whatever the moment to can we save this and put on our practitioner hats yep. and work with each other. each other. And then if the student affairs part don't work, then it goes to our raw regular who are we type of person. <laughs> 
right? And so then I'm like, yo, if what you're saying don't make sense to me, son, then it don't matter, right? Like, no, nah, I don't care. That's a, that, that's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Then you like, levels nah, to the you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? And then I'm like, and then again, it gets back to my like, yo, I'm the greatest thing since the sun, so I don't understand what's wrong, right? And then I get in myself and I gotta remember, wait a minute. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop. Mm-hmm. Slow down. And it's and it's, and it and honestly, it is. I I can't say it's always me, but it's always me oh, no. to bring it up, yeah. right? Um, and I've learned different ways to communicate those things to you that doesn't always need to be aggressive. Yeah. Um, because I learned on my own how to not look at your behavior as a slight to me and how I need to more look at you as leading with love because you have been consistent, right? When I, and I think that's the biggest piece is if your partner has been able to be consistent for this period of time, and then, you know, you all are working through things, you have to still regulate Mm -hmm. your brain to say this person isn't doing meaning to do me harm Mm -hmm. they may not realize that that's what they're doing right or that they're not doing anything it's just the fact that their behavior is reminding you of something that has happened to you now somebody's legitimately not caring about you and they over here just like screw it and i'm gonna just keep doing whatever i think that's different but for us Mm -hmm. you weren't trying to harm me you didn't know you were, you weren't doing it on purpose right. um, or having an intention to, to to do that even after finding out. And so I think that's also too why it works. And I think that's something I had to ask myself too, right? So again, my issue, my problem is that I do a lot of things internally, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of conversations that you've had to ask me to have with you, mm-hmm. right? And so... I know one of those for me was like, will I just be harmful to you, right? Mm. And what does that mean to be in love with somebody, marry them, and think that will I just continuously be harmful to you? Mm. And is that something that I should do, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember us actually having to have that conversation of like, wait, no, no, minute, that's not fair, right? That's not fair to either of us mm-hmm. to think that way, right? I under- understand the feeling, right? But, um, Again, it was back to the intention. It was back to the other. Remembering like these are moments within the scope of our relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Just every moment that we come home or we're together with each other. Is this what we think and what we feel? No. Mm -hmm. Right? And so like, don't do that, right? To ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, The water's not running dry, right? So Mm -hmm. like, don't act like it is. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, And I think that was a real thing for me, but... Yeah, I mean, and the true piece of it too, right, again, is being with you has also showed me how my coping mechanisms and behaviors don't help me and don't help us be together, Mm. right? And so my coping mechanism of being like, I'm all right, I'm going to not argue, I'm not going to talk, I'm going to go away, I'm going to go and sit to myself, right, I'm going to do whatever, that's distancing, right, that's shutting you out when what's real is that I needed to be bringing you in, right? Because the more I practice shutting you out, the more comfortable we could get shutting each other out. But also the respect that you take time to process where I process as we go. Right. And I also have to think about how I respect that difference. And right, mine is if I don't get to process, right, 
And especially if I'm angry hmm. or I'm hurt. If I'm angry or I'm hurt and I don't get time to process, it is harder for me to not just become nonchalant mm-hmm. and cold. Because another part of my life experiences is that I've gotten accustomed to letting people go. Hmm. Right. I so, And I get accustomed to people leaving. Right. I get accustomed. I'm accustomed. And so those things don't like right to say mm-hmm. that, right? If you're accustomed to people leaving and I'm accustomed to letting people go, mm-hmm. that means we do need to both be very conscious mm-hmm. of our mechanisms, right? right. Or, or what the things are that we're used to. Right. Because we could be doing something and saying something that we don't mean. And so I think, right, understanding those oppositions that we have, right, is something that helps me, um, helps us. I think um, the last thing I think about is uh, how when I started this journey, I remember crying to you saying, I don't know if I'm going to be the woman that you fell in love with when I start to heal. Mm -hmm. And I remember that being so real in my mind Um, that it would scare me to not want to go to counseling because I'm like, you met, the Jasmine you met, I don't know if she's real. Like, I don't know, I don't know if she will survive counseling. I'm going to turn into another person. And I know that not to be true now, but I think that among many other things was, you know, excuses that I created in my head of, um, why I shouldn't go and heal or figure stuff out or make things better or think about my own stuff because I just like I made I made that excuse which you know didn't deter me from going to counseling but I really was afraid yeah and I, and I, I mean that was the same way as how earlier when I said I had to ask myself will being with me always harm you mm-hmm. right you were saying the same thing to me of like I want you to be able to be in a loving relationship where mm-hmm. these things aren't necessarily a part of it. And you were feeling mm-hmm. like you didn't want to put yourself on me. Right. Right. And I think, again, what was helpful was that we both got to be honest with each other about those feelings. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put yourself on me and I'm not wanting to harm you. So apparently within there, what, it, what we're both saying is that we care about each other's Mm-hmm. Health, love, and happiness, and so and we have to think. That means about we got to figure out how do we mm-hmm. maintain each other's health, love, and happiness. And I think that took us a minute to oh, hear yeah. that that's what we were trying to say to each right. other. Because I feel like we don't always have the right words in the moment, but it mm-hmm. takes some time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely not. Okay. So Ever with nineties music. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, because you know R and B got worse. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, let's take another break. just have to say um that i love that man i love how we can have a conversation about these things while we're still sitting in it again these things are what we talk about daily with each other as check-ins as reminders um because every day is is a new day you're loving a new person um and that and that's what that work is 
I, I wanted to um, just reiterate how even though I'm going through healing, I still have to recognize how he's responding to me. Um, and I, I believe he mentioned having to go to counseling too, um, because I started to notice that he was shutting down more often than normal. And I didn't know what normal was. Cause again, we were long distance for most of our relationships. So I'm like, okay, is this something, is this something? Um, and I really didn't have a good gauge, but I wasn't going to, um, miss that boat of, I think you need to go and talk to someone too. Um, whether it be a friend, a trusted mentor, a counselor, I was like, I need you to just go talk to someone because you need somewhere to put this, uh, because we're just going to be playing tennis up in here. And I think the other thing is, um, recognizing like what your partner, um, your friend, whomever is walking through this journey with you is, um, needing, even if they don't always know what that looks like. And so, um, there are moments where I had to just kind of wait and, and see when he was ready to talk and not try and force him. Uh, cause I, I'm in the moment type person. I'm like, okay, let's talk this out as I'm thinking through it. And he's more, uh, I need to think, um, this is rubbing me wrong and I'm, I'm wanting to go in my shell. And there are moments where that frustrated me. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go to bed like this. Uh, and we have this thing of not going to bed angry and man, is that hard? Um, but what we do is at least say, I love you because I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. We don't, he doesn't know if he's going to wake up tomorrow. And I think the one thing that I would regret is not, um, not showing that love and care even through a, um, a challenge. So, uh, I am hoping you all stay tuned for the next episodes next week um, in the third and fourth installment. Well, the fourth installment is technically like a little um, extra seasoning, <laughs> but uh, please again, follow me on Instagram, Olivia Revolution Cade. Uh, like, share, comment on um, things that you're hearing, your snaps for stuff, you know. Um, we want your feedback. And I know that people might have some additional things that they want Jordan to talk about. We'll, we'll get to um, him being able to ask me questions next time, which is exciting because I was wondering what he was thinking as we were doing this, but um, love you all and take care. Stay safe. Um, wash your hands, please stay away from people, um, but try and love on people in different ways. If that is doing FaceTime, phone calls, like don't completely isolate yourself from humanity because we all need that filling up. Um, and this is also a good way to fill up is listen to podcasts, read books, those types of things. So, um, again, love you all and peace and blessings.